I mean, when we do, because I, I did see the ad song um, for you guys, and and um, which was, you know, you know, the car accident, the, the the charges and stuff, and in the midst of coming up as a group and and the success and having all those things, how much do you think that derailed the progression of the group, especially when '90s R&B started to become more prominent? Um, it, it was it was a major factor. I mean, you know, because that's one thing like we discussed in the beginning. Um, <clears throat> you know, we really had good chemistry, you know, with each other as people. So when those things happen, you know, it, it definitely derails your focus. You know, and um, you know, there were times when we didn't know what the next move was because we didn't have five members to you know to even support. Um, the group and you know just dealing with the loss of a member and not knowing what the future holds for him personally you know that that became a heavy burden for us and then um you know a lot of the other things that happened you know tony was getting a lot of solo artist offers you know at the time because of the uncertainty so those things played a really big role and you know a lot of decisions we made in you know, so by 94, we were kind of just all over the place. And me personally, I wanted to take a step back, you know, just, hey, guys, I, I am about ready to, you know, to just be at home with my family so that I can regroup mentally okay. and spiritually. Mm -hmm. yeah. When I'm not doing this, I'm a, I'm, I'm a psychotherapist um, working with under-19s. And, and one of the things that's interesting to find out is, how much mentally, um, you know, we talked about anxiety when you're on the stage and have to overcome that, but how much did it play on you, just the, the success and everything happening on just you, especially coming from a, being like an introvert? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely introvert. So, um, you know, when, when I go into my cave, I stay in my cave, you know, and I shut a lot of people out. and. You know, I regret some of it, but but at the same time, I have realized, you know, as I matured, that sometimes those things are best for you, you know, so that you can sustain your well-being, you know, especially mental, you know, mental health is, is really an issue that a lot of people don't talk about. But, um, I mean, you can only imagine what success has done to so many people. I mean, you think about Prince Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know, those people who experience great success and the way, you know, their careers or their lives ended, success can be a, a heavy burden. So um, I think, like I say, for me, it was just to come home and be around genuine people who are not looking to, you know, get anything from you, you know, as a person or as an artist, what have you. So it did, it, it would put me in my shell and I do, you know, I was pretty in sync with my spirituality, you know, that kind of helped me stay balanced as well. Did, did you have, and, and, and you know, it's not until now that, you know, we have Simone Biles talking about she had mental health, so she stopped at the Olympics and we've, we've had Naomi Osaka. So it's like now people can, you know, respect if an athlete or an artist says they need time off. Back then, did you feel like if you were struggling with with the way things are emotionally that you could say, look, I need t 
time off to emotionally, mentally get myself together? Or did you have to feel, be, especially Texas, you know, Texas are always strong and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't think that they um, necessarily promoted you having, you know, making that decision. But, um, you know, and a lot of times you don't realize, it, you know, until it happens that, hey, I need some space, you know. And, and you, you think about you with these people every day in and out, you know, you deal with different emotions. And I mean, just five guys in general, you know, who are just developing, you know, as people, we, you know, there were times when we clash and we'd have bad days and, you know, don't want to be around each other. So, you know, I would, um, you know, for, for early on, we would always room, you know, we'd be two guys to a room, but as we got older, we'd have our own room. And I remember times, hey, guys, don't call me. I'm not answering the door, you know, and it was never personal. It's just, that's what I felt like. I just needed my space, you know, so that I could regroup. And, you know, I did develop an anxiety of being around crowds over time. And even still to this day, Sometimes, you know, I, it'll happen to me. And I'm like, I just take my, you know, my, my free time and, and kind of regroup and get my mind right. Mm -hmm. Now, when you leave Jive, and is it after you left Jive, the Giant, you guys signed with Giant, but Tony's the first to come out, or what was the situation? Um, <clears throat> I mean, that it was just that, you know, they, they decided that they wanted to release the Tony Thompson album first. And they told us, hey, you know, we'll start working on a high five when we finish this. And it never happened. So, you know, that was a really depressing moment for us. And, you know, it was reality. Like, nobody was trying to sign high five. And, you know, Tony started dealing with, you know, his own personal situation. So at that point, it was really us on a hiatus that we didn't realize was as permanent as it was. So, when you've had a number one song and you're a recording artist, what does a hide and, and you're not writing your own tracks and you're dependent on tour money as an income, when you're on hiatus, what do you do to survive? Uh, well, I mean, hopefully you were thinking ahead, you know, and you try to put some money back. And that was kind of, you know, my focus. And, I mean, after a while, you know, when you realize you're not getting back on, you have to find other means of income. So, you know, eventually, and especially when I had kids, you know, I had a child, hey, I got to find me a job, you know, and, wow. and I got to start working. So it eventually got to that point, but it, it took me some time to transition and to, you know, just, hey, if the music industry is not paying my bills, I got to find a way to pay these bills. Mm -hmm. So how hard was that to... You know, did, did, what's the, what was the most, was it hard facing the family to say, yeah, I need to get a job? Or was it hard to even people saying, Marcus, you're from High Five. How hard was that? Oh, man, that's, you know, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. You know, you have to face the music. You know, that's the term to say. But, um, you know, it was difficult. And, and I, in any situation, you know, you have to be honest with yourself first. You know, and then I think that was what, kind of feel, you know, kept me, kept me stable is, hey, man, you know, instead of sitting at home crying about things, I have to get up and make things happen, you know, 
And so we did, um, you know, I guess maybe a lot of people don't know, but we, we, without Tony, we signed to another production company in New York and we moved to New York from 96 until 99. And we, we still tried to record music, we tried to shop music and it just didn't work in our favor. So, you know, we, we did continue to try to, you know, make things happen with the group and, um, a, you know, a few other members that we tried to work with didn't really have any success. So by 99, 2000, it's time to, you know, be a grown up and, you know, look at yourself as, you know, a regular person again. Mm -hmm. So you moved back to, to Wake to Texas? Correct, correct. Thanks for watching. Please remember to subscribe to the channel, but most importantly, to press the notification bell so that you can be notified when we do have a new interview. Loads to come, but thanks a lot for watching.